Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode number 83, a very exciting Euro trip recap from our good buddy Don. So we're looking forward to talking to him about his trip. And uh, this episode is uh, designed for anybody who is curious about some cities and places to go to in Europe. I'm curious to hear some of Don's travel tips later. And also, Don is quite the social butterfly, as we've mentioned, so we're looking forward to talking about how he also made some new connections and some new buddies while abroad. But before we get to that, without further ado, my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. Hello. Post two Instagram stories, and you too can be a social media ambassador of children. That's all it takes. <laughs> Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Please Pleasure. follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. If you blinked, you would have missed Don, but he's on there sometimes too. Or you can follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Shout out. Spread a little love to uh, Andrea Triana for uh, giving us some love for uh, posting that uh, song of the pod. Shout out to you, my new best friend. Uh, or you can email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Send us your untranslatable phrases. Send us your um, your travel stories. You can send us topic ideas. You know, we've got we've got them for days, but we'll take other people's. I'm sure there, I'm sure some people out there have some good ideas. Or really, spread a little love. Five star reviews on Instagram. Uh, what? God damn it! Spread a little love <laughs> on iTunes and Stitcher. We've gotten four five-star reviews or uh, ratings. Thank you very much. 9,996 to go. And we would have met our goal. And I believe I gave us a week. So at this point, we've got a couple more days. I'm still positive. Uh, we can get it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's good to be back. Good to see you, Chad. Good to see Don, too. Good to see you all. We're very, very happy to have Don here with us today. And for those of you who uh, missed our episode while we were in Komutov, we had the pleasure of having Don on uh, for the second time, and it was quite a pleasure to have him there uh, talk a little bit about his experiences in uh, Europe at the time in Czech Republic. And we're very, very happy to have him back on today and hear how he has uh, uh, enlightened himself and evolved as a traveler or a tourist. I'm not quite sure what he would rank since we didn't do the test with him. But I think he's maybe uh, into full-fledged traveler mode now after this uh, exciting journey. So, Don, how have you been? And uh, tell us a little bit about your travels. Uh, thanks for having, having me on again, guys. Uh, I've been well. Uh, acclimating back uh, back here to the States is, uh, was a little bit easier than planned. Uh, I do want to go on another now six-month to 12-month vacation in Europe and just quit my job and never come back. Uh, that was debated on the flight back, but uh, I realized having <laughs> income would be nice. <laughs> uh, it's overrated, trust me. Just those, <laughs> just those little things. Uh, no, dude. As soon as I, got, <laughs> as soon as I got back, I was like, I need to figure out how to get back there immediately. Uh, yeah. And how was your first day back to work? Because my first day back to work, uh, I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Why? Like, I, I don't want to be here. <laughs> it was so hard um, to focus. Yeah, my first day back was uh, wasn't as bad as I planned. Like, I did I did a little bit of groundwork, as I call it, uh, on vacation, where once or twice a week you you clear some emails, you go through, and so your your first day back, you don't want it to be terrible. I I usually have a rule of thumb for travelers out there. If you're if you're going more than about five time zones away, you always take two days off before you come back to work. I did not do that. I landed at eight p.m. last Sunday and went to and I was at at work 
and put myself at my desk by 6.30, went for a run, was back by working by 7.30. Um, so that's kind of That's impressive. I've yeah, done that I, before, I too. I did that when I um, went to Tanzania last year. And no joke, I had to leave work halfway through because I felt like I was hammered. I was so uh, <laughs> tired. <laughs> I was so tired. I, it literally felt like I was like drunk at work. I like I was, my head was all loopy, and I was like, I gotta get out of here. And I right. went home and slept. Went to bed at like five and woke up the next morning f- refreshed and ready to go. And you know that's a really great rule of thumb too. I, I've always done that when I've come back from Germany when I was working at MSU and teaching that German summer uh, study abroad program, when I came back, I would definitely give myself one or two days, if, if not three. I mean, frankly, if we could just give ourselves a week, that'd be great, but that's usually <laughs> yeah. not uh, A post-vacation uh, uh, vacation, just to get reacclimated. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, exactly. think, I think that's a real thing, though. Like, when, oh, for when sure. I go back to Michigan, I always try to plan at least have, like, 24 hours before I go to work, because, I mean... It's just you don't want to come back and be rushed. Like we're adults now, we can afford to take mm-hmm. an extra day. Like we're not we're not scram- we're not scr- we're not scrambling for time. We can like take an extra day off. Granted, uh, let me preface: I work for an amazing startup. I have unlimited PTO, um, and it allows me to take PTO that time too. off. Well, I wouldn't say PTO. I have an unlimited TO <laughs> right now as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> I'm trying, man. My goal is to, um, you know, I'm, I've been trying to get back into mountain biking. I went last weekend. And yep. my goal is to, I mean, you know, I go on, on the weekends, but it's packed, especially now that the weather's nice here. And so I'm like, oh, why don't I go like mornings during the week? So that's going to be my goal is during the week uh, is to start my day with a mountain bike and, um, and just stay as active as possible. Because I'm I'm real nervous about uh, about getting complacent in this uh, in this uh, to time that I'm on right now. Yeah, I mean that's a good plan, man. Good get plan. active, get out there, and it's a good time of year there. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know, um, but there's a there's a pretty big pretty big time sporting event I was watching uh, last night and this morning that is coming to King of Prussia in Philly, Jared. You should go check it out. It's a big deal. It's what a big what is deal? It? It's the uh, ACL. Uh, Corn cornhole tournament. Uh, yes, there's a thing, and yes, it is on TV. It was the most entertaining bit of television I have seen in a very long time. Um, so last night we were up watching it. Watching it. It was on late night. Man, I was intrigued because for our for our Midwest East Coast listeners, cornhole is a thing, right? You guys yeah. know about it. Have Can you guys explain played cornhole to our listeners out there, Don? All right. So cornhole. <laughs> So cornhole is made up of, you have two, uh, I think it's about like two foot wide by about, what is it, like four feet long, plywood sort of things that are slicked down, and there's a hole right. in the back about four inches from the end that's centered. And they're sl- and you play, slightly ramped a little bit. Yeah, they're ramped at like yep. a, not quite 45 degree angle, but I'd say it's about maybe like 30 or something like that. Sure, I'm looking it up sure. to see. But uh, so there is the, the ACO is the American... <laughs> Cornhole organization. <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is hard. Because <laughs> you guys didn't watch it last night. We definitely did not. <laughs> I was not staying up late in Kobotop to watch the uh, American Cornhole Championships. But this Dad's is got just like on one it. round of it. Hey, man, you can serious. Okay, so what it is is Cornhole is, is, is like a, in the States, it's a game where you have these two things. They're about uh, how far apart do they stand. Let me verify this. I mean, because people get real serious about it. I would say they're I would about like, like 20 feet. 20 feet, about 20 feet apart. Um, 
And each person gets four 24 bags. 24 feet is the official rule. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, for each yeah. World tournament. Tur- excuse me, 24 is for casual games. Official tournament space is 27 feet. <laughs> oh, so wow. the ACO is probably go. going 27. Yeah, it's a, it's a long throw. And, and really what makes it up, what I learned, is the bags. Uh, so the bags are actually, they are made out of corn. And one thing learning is mm. the, these guys playing, like they have like the whole stat line from them playing, like where they're from, how old they are, and what kind of bags they're using. And one was like local. And I'm like, wait, what does local mean? That's very vague. And then you see like on his jersey, local. I'm like, oh, local's a brand. <laughs> and oh they're getting gosh. serious. They're like, well, these guys' bags, I mean, what you'll notice here is they're, they're two-sided. So one side has a little bit more stick. The other side is a little bit more uh, more slippery. So if they're trying to go for like a, like an airmail, which airmail means they just drop it right in the hole, you know, they're going to want to use that <laughs> slick side so it comes down and just comes straight through. And then if they're, you know, trying to go try to stick one right in front of the the hole, um, they definitely use uh, definitely use the, the the sticky side to kind of ramp up and stop. And so there's a lot of there's people there. I I, I imagine this is made to look like it's in a big area. I just imagine they're in like a Holiday Inn conference room that they blacked out because <laughs> uh, there's about four rows of people and nobody had teeth. No, uh, <laughs> nah, they're required to be drunk while they're playing this because I've never seen someone soberly play cornhole. Before. Okay, well, this is the thing. All every person there, they had like some sort of beverage that they were sipping, plastic cup in a yeti. Then there was like this eighteen-year-old kid who was playing this guy with this guy who was like twenty-six or something like that. They both had the fucking AirPods in. Grand, I'm a repeat offender. I have AirPods. them, but they're playing with them in, and they're getting way too hype. Like this is serious game. Like there's one guy that kept saying like, "Oh my bad, oh my bad, man," and kept tapping his chest like, like it matters. I don't know. They got way <laughs> like into it. Like it matters. They, <laughs> sorry, it's a little I'm bit sure, rude. People, I'm sure. I like it you, yeah, you just made all of our cornhole <laughs> listeners out there feel very alienated. I'm sorry. Of, How dare you? The views of Don uh, do not reflect, reflect the views of the untranslatable podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think what's crazy, though, is whenever I think of cornhole, I don't know about you guys, but the first thing that comes into my mind is tailgating. Yes. Right? You know, going to mm-hmm. football games on Saturday, usually, in the States. And yeah, people... People also... I've seen people get in, you know, yelling matches over cornhole oh, yeah. before. It's crazy. They yeah. get into it. Yeah. So we were watching uh, the dual dual men's and women's championship in in johnsonville or jacksonville somewhere down south by the way the commercials for this second to none i wish i could <laughs> pull them up commercials <laughs> no dude it was like cornhole stuff like do you want the latest cornhole gear you see your neighbors playing it well you should play it too then the funniest one was for johnsonville breakfast sandwiches Oh my God. I thought I, when we first listened to it, I thought it like wasn't a legitimate commercial because it's like this guy who can barely read a script talking about Johnsonville and goes into the woods and eating his sandwich or turkey or whatever it is. And like a little raccoon goes, pops up and goes, Oh, is that Johnsonville? Yada, yada. Then a fox goes up. Yes, it is. And then they just all have a laugh. And I'm just like, What is going on? Is this like real a fever life? dream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> How'd you find this? And why'd you watch it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what channel is this on? 3,672? ESPN8, the Ocho. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, that reminded me of Dodgeball in so many ways. <laughs> That's exactly what we were thinking of uh, when we were watching it. Um, but we were scrolling through, and my girlfriend, Alyssa, she goes, hey, hey we got to watch it. She puts on Cornhole, and everyone starts cracking up. But then, because we played it, I got into it. I'm like, oh, does he send it? Does he get a four-bagger? Does he get a four-bagger? Are they good? Like, are they, are they 
Uh, are they? Yeah. Is, I'm sure they're on on board percentage Jared. is way higher than than I'm oh, used yeah. to seeing think, in front of our fraternity. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I saw maybe like three bags miss the board, and that was because they were trying to like skim one off the back mm, and knock trying somebody's half half in off and like right there's mm-hmm. like combo moves that they talk about oh does he go with the combo in the air does he slide it in i oh, mean geez. oh dude in the announcers they didn't show the announcers and that was the that was the only part i wanted to see because these guys were way <laughs> too into it and then they had like then they had like an on uh, on field journalist and she like openly said like i'm not very good at cornhole i'm still learning the rules <laughs> Throw the cut. Aren't we all? But Jared, they're going to King of Prussia, so I challenge you to go and watch because I think it'd be very entertaining. I'm trying to find it, and it's, it seems like on June um, 9th they're going to be in Pennsylvania, but I don't think it's King of Prussia. I swear that's what it said. I thought of you. It says I said you would. Central Hall, Pennsylvania. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at the ACA website right now, and I'm, and I'm not seeing it, but I would go. I would go. I've yeah. got the time. <laughs> Do some podcast field work, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Get some new sponsors, maybe. Whatever that hey, shirt was called, local or whatever you said that they were wearing. Oh, yeah, there's different brands, man. They get into it. And, like, it, it was it was interesting. One mm. guy held this mug the entire time. Like, that's his mug. Like, every video, they did, like, a, they did, like, an athlete profile of these two. Like, Hisner and, I don't know. Heidelberg or Heinold or something like that. And they're like, we want to be the staple name. When you think of cornhole, you think of us. And they're like, they take it real seriously. They're like, we met, we met, we gained chemistry, but we actually care about each other. We cheer each other on. We know each other's families. It's not just about <laughs> cornhole. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'd always just picked cornhole as an excuse for people to drink. <laughs> right. Uh, Apparently not. Cornhole is life. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was a great story, Chad, uh, Don. Hey, Chad, Sorry. Uh, do you want to uh, spread a little love? You you better believe it. All right. You better believe it. So let's start with some shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Shout-out so, to the ACA, <clears throat> the American Cornhole Association. <laughs> That's right. That's who the real ballers are. Let's be real. Yeah. That's right. All right. My first shout-out goes out to uh, Westside High School Rough Riders. Uh, New Jersey High School, who has opened their doors every Friday night to keep students off the streets. So right here, hundreds of kids pack the halls of Westside High School on Friday night because it's a space free of fear. It's all part of the Lights On program, which is now in its fourth year and is open to everyone. Uh, Many would think the last place students would want to be uh, would be school on a Friday night, right? But within the school, every night until 11 p.m., Kids can shoot pool, play video games, hit the hardwood, practice cheers, or, and this is what really caught my attention, or lay down tracks in a recording studio. That is Ooh. dope. Dudes, dudes if, if my high school had this <laughs> with a recording studio, I would have been there from 3 p.m. till 11 p.m. every Friday. Yeah, shout Hands out to down. the Rough Riders. Woo, woo, woo. That's right. That's a DMX reference oh, for yeah. wondering why I'm honking or barking into the uh, microphone. Right. Uh, Jared's going to give it to you. <laughs> to my rough riders. Meet me outside. Meet me outside. <laughs> okay. I see you, Jared. I see you out here. <laughs> One, two. I used to love DMX. Um, oh, DMX is great. Um, I have a uh, I have a shout out too, Chad. Hey, Don, have you heard of um, a company called uh, the Self-Determination Project? I have not. Well, I ask you because it's based in uh, South... Uh, 
Jeez, I'm all over the place today. It's based in San Francisco. And what it is is it's a school bus that arrives to take students to class. But the, but the uh, oh, excuse me, most school buses bring students to class. This one brings the class to the students. The, the bus is the classroom. Oh, sweet. And so this refurbished bus is equipped with all the classroom equipment you need, uh, you know, computers, supplies, facilities, and, and uh, desks and stuff. And it's, t- and it's uh, allowed 5,000 kids and adults to pursue higher education uh, without having to worry about constantly attending a school campus. So the Self-Determination Project bus, which launched by the Five Keys Charter School in 2017, travels through some of the poorest neighborhoods and housing projects of San Francisco so it can offer its mobile classroom to disadvantaged residents, particularly single parents, students who don't have access to transportation, and youngsters who are afraid to cross gang territories, like the Rough Riders. The bus is equipped (laughs) with a library, Chromebooks, which is a computer, internet access desks, and study nooks, and teachers. And so um, it's a nonprofit that started in 2003. Oh, excuse me. The, uh, the nonprofit school was originally created in 2003. Then they added the bus later. And they've taught more than 5,000 students. And I think it's cool. And they've, um, the, uh, the recidivism rate for ex-convicts uh, who've gone through that stands at 26%. And the average uh, for the state is 65% recidivism. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's cool. I like that. I thought That's that was awesome. a cool idea, just riding around and get picked up in a bus and get some classes, and then they go to the next place. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I actually used to work for a company that did that in Lansing. Same concept with called, a bus? Uh, called, yeah, called iTech. Oh, uh, cool. And we, we had a bus with computers on it, Wi-Fi. Uh, I, will, I will say, though, in the summer, mm. if, you, if you run all the computers and everything... And the AC too high, really? it'll kill the battery. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So you got to be real careful with how many computers and everything you have on, plus the battery, because it can get real hot in there. But that's amazing. That's great. I, I bet you they got a generator or something out there. Yeah, I mean, you get some lithium-ion batteries or something. It's t- yeah. 2019. We can make this work. Did you exactly. ride around on the bus and just like pick up, you like just sat there and picked up kids in different so, locations? So, so, what, so what we would do is we would take the bus... Uh, two different locations. Mm. So um, one of them, we, we frequently went to a couple churches in Lansing. Um, where else? A couple other, um, one, one kind of housing project in Lansing as well. Uh, yeah, and it was really great, and the kids loved it. I mean, the kids thought it was so awesome to be, you know, learning, learning in this, like, kind of, kid you not, it felt a little bit, the interior felt a little bit like, School meets Pimp My Ride, mm. you know, Exhibit Musta came in and there were, we had a lo- uh, like neon lights on the top of the bus and you had a remote with a phone app and you could change the color of the lights. Mm, damn. And the kids just love that. So it was, it was really cool. Yo, um, we heard you like teaching. So we put a classroom inside of your car. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Jared, I have another shout out. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I actually have a couple more, but this one, you know, as, as, I know Don knows. I think we've talked about this. I think Jared knows as well. Our listeners probably don't know. But generally speaking, I'm usually a Nike guy. But my shout out today goes out to Adidas because Adidas has started a new campaign to make 11 million shoes out of recycled ocean plastic. Damn. That's awesome. They're making a big difference there. There's a huge push because that's something that a lot of people don't know. All of our dry fit stuff is like we're eating plastic on a daily basis because a lot of the byproduct of our dry fit shirts and sort of thing ends up in the ocean, which then fish end up eating, and then we end up eating yep. the fish. And that's a, it's a 
big problem that not a lot of people are talking about. Granted, there is something, what, the size of like Texas or even bigger of just garbage flowing around the ocean. I'm not sure mm-hmm. where. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are all problems that guess who's going to have to solve it? Us and our kids, because the older generations mm-hmm. clearly like our president and his uh, wonderful, caring, billionaire friends who are very, very giving back to the earth and the, the American people uh, really support it. And they really believe climate change is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, whew. Man. That's some clear sarcasm for our listeners out there who didn't get yes. that. Global warming. It was cold outside yesterday. What are you talking yeah. about? Exactly. <laughs> the other yeah. cool thing, though, about Adidas is Adidas also uh, made sure that every major league soccer team donned jerseys constructed with uh, parley materials, which are basically uh, upcycle, um, you know, ocean plastic, which I think is awesome. So now they're making running shoes and they have a little uh, campaign right now called run for the oceans so big shout out to adidas i think that's really amazing mm-hmm. we need to clean up our oceans yeah for sure and i just saw a, a headline or something the other day that's saying essentially we have like 13 years till shit really hits the fan like unless we do something about it now uh and you know i, I was obviously that number keeps on getting smaller and smaller as we do continue to do nothing so it's cool to see right. that some people are stepping up when uh some government officials don't seem like it's a priority. Exactly. Well, and my we- last two shout outs are also related to this as well. So India wants to ban all single use plastics by 2022. So big shout out to India. I think that's amazing. And then my last shout out goes out to uh, Thailand and Vietnam who are now starting to use banana leaves for, for packaging instead of plastic. And uh, mm-hmm. as the headline says, uh, it's a very literal take on green packaging. So I think that's pretty mm. sweet. <laughs> and, and, and it makes me really concerned that the states being a leader in a lot of markets is the least, is like we're so opposed to it. Like San Francisco just banned plastic straws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we are right. so far behind and we're not even thinking yeah. about it. And that and that right. really, that hurts because like I care about it, but when the people who lead us don't and the people who can actually make enforce those i guess laws and regulations don't think, seem to think it's a problem it's very hard so that's why i'm glad i think this political time that we're going through will spark a lot of change because we have the kids in high school now in college have now seen the impacts that government can have with all the rollbacks that have gone through and i think the states will definitely see an uptick with what's her name the the congresswoman from uh new york cortez yeah uh, alexandria ocasio cortez yep. yeah and she is, uh, she's making a difference. She's very outspoken about climate change. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. we're starting to get that, that, that political drive back where hopefully we can make some improvements down the road. And that's, my, that's what I hope to see. And she knows that's, how to use social media, too. She knows how to yes. get people to pay attention to her in a positive yes. way. Well, she, um, she, she's a Democrat that talks like Trump. Did you see that one thing where he said, let's say I'm a bad guy. I'm a really bad guy, and I want to do really bad things. I'm just like, you're using Trump's rhetoric so well. It made me laugh. If you guys haven't checked that out, she did some interview in front of Congress about trying to collude and have have uh, plugs for industries that back them and how it's completely legal. And she explained it in a very dumbed down uh, Trump rhetoric way that anybody could understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to do Interesting. that. Interesting. Uh, and you make a good point about the kids, too, because Chad and I talk about that a lot here where it's like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're, they're really they're, they're the future. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the children yeah. are the future. Just like when we were in Prague and those kids were, th- there were like thousands of kids uh, around Europe, not just Prague, but, we, you know, obviously we were there uh, protesting something re- 
involving the environment. I, I don't know what, exactly what it was, but it's cool to see yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. Um, this is always my favorite segment when we have a guest, and especially Don, is uh, the untranslatables. Ooh, here we go. Idioms, sayings, I'm hoping <sighs> proverbs. Let me stretch it Don's out. I'm hoping I'm, getting, I'm hoping I'm getting better at this. And so Don spent some time in Spain, so I made sure I got a couple Spanish ones to really test his Spanish. Yep, same here. <clears throat> but same wonderful. Here. Oh, did you really? That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start off with a French-Canadian one, though. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, and so this is se faire chanter le pomme. And uh, that means singing the apple. I caught palm. Mm-hmm. I knew that was apple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know how to say potato in French? Pomme de terre. Oh, very apple good. of the earth. Yeah. The borne. That's very uh-huh. true. means s- s- singing, singing the, the apple. apple. Singing, singing the apple. Singing the apple. I'll give you a clue because it's kind of difficult on its own, even for uh, even for Chad, the uh, experienced untranslatable uh, translator. It stands. It, it it has something to do with Adam and Eve. Singing the apple. I'm talking to two people that have probably been to church collectively five times in their life, and I. <laughs> so I don't Crunching know. If Adam six. And Eve. I went once with my buddy in like middle school because I, I don't thought know it was if Adam cool. and Eve is the there you go is the best. Uh, <laughs> hmm. So Adam and Eve. I, I think I think I have an idea, but I want I want Don to go first. I honestly, this this is so out there, because what? Who gave? Didn't someone give one of them the apple back in those theoretical days? Didn't Eve <laughs> get Adam the apple, or Adam gave Eve the apple, and they well, ate in, it? In, in theory, in theory, the snake, the snake who was the devil, I believe, right? Sure. Uh, tricked Eve into taking the apple. The apple is supposed to represent a uh, temptation. Hmm. Forbidden. Forbidden fruit. Yeah, forbidden. Yeah, desire. Singing Jared, you, the went apple. Lot, you went to a lot of church, man. I'm impressed. I'm just, I'm just reading what I wrote down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I did go to church. I went to church every week when I was a kid. Well, it doesn't mean like dancing with the devil or that sort of thing? No. I don't know. No. That's a good guess, though. That is a good guess. Uh, singing to the apple, I singing think. Uh, apple. Or, sing, or singing the apple. I think it's when you're like giving in to temptations, yeah. Mm, nah, that's kind of similar to what Don said. Okay. It ha- it means uh, to flirt. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Don should have gotten this that one. That apple represents quite the flirt. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's talking, by the way. That apple. <laughs> <laughs> the you apple represents that uh, temptation, and uh, that's what they say to say uh, you're flirting with someone. Singing the apple. Oh, I, I like, like it. We gotta start using that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seeing the apple. I don't know how All to right. flirt. I, I the last time I flirted, lies, uh, lies. I, I didn't realize what I was doing until someone's like, "Oh, you're a real flirt." I was like, "Oh, that's how you do that." <laughs> right, right. Uh, dude, I have I no like, idea how to flirt. I, I, yes, I, you I, do. You, it's all right, Jared. We'll do an episode on flirting. Don't yes. you worry. Maybe yeah. intercultural flirting. We should we probably make like a, a guest on for that one. Whoa, well, whoa, you don't think I can handle it? No, that? I'm not saying you can't handle it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, Jared. Well, as usual, I have, uh, I'm going to start us off with a check one. Okay. Well, do you want me to do one or two? We'll do one. We'll do one. Okay. So I'll save the other one for another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy on the uh, check ones. Well, we don't <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, although I have less than 80 days here. Wow. Right, so that means Dude, what? Blows, blows my mind. Days. God, you're under three podcast months. Until, until, <laughs> is that what that would right. add up to? Something like R- that? Somewhere around there. All right, Jared. 
Do you want an easier one or a harder one in check? Jared and Don. Let's go easy because Don's here. Go easy. All right. So this <laughs> Thank one you, Jared. Is, Thank you. This one is <laughs> Velki Ochi. And Velki means big. Kind of like I may have taught you guys Velki Pivo, mm-hmm. big beer. I knew that's unfamiliar. Uh, uh-huh. Velki is big. Velki Ochi means big eyes. Mm-hmm. Big eyes. I, already, I, I think mean, I know. It, I think I know it too. Go ahead. What is it, Don? I mean... What I what I immediately go for is big eyes. I mean, when you're kind of checking out, girl, you get the big eyes and your eyes kind of go look like you're looking at a looker, that sort of <laughs> like thing. A, like a cartoon. Like whoa, <laughs> hitting okay. himself on the head as okay. the eyes flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> knowing Chad, I know you probably use that one a fair amount, but that's what I imagine. Just your eyes, just the, <laughs> the, the look and the stare, like a like a like a rubberneck sort of oh, thing. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's like I when mean, you check out a chick. Mm, is it more this one this one isn't one that i would say you'd use if you were thirsty you would or wouldn't you would not use if you're thirsty oh. i mean thirsty in the sense of checking out some ladies right so it's or not some about dudes for our lady listeners out there uh, or our male listeners that are into what's, that uh what's That's it what's it one too. more time chad velki ochi big eyes is it like is it like it's, so it's nothing to do with temptation or tempting uh, i mean Kind of. Is it like a, the classic English? Uh, eyes are bigger than my mouth? Stomach? Eyes are bigger than your stomach. <laughs> Hit that ham horn, Jared. Good, good work. Nice. And so the example here is, uh, yeah, so it's to indicate a hunger for something. That's why I said thirsty mm. instead of hungry, mm. right? Mm. Right. I was trying to lead you guys down that, down that path. So yeah. So basically, Quirky. an example would be if you put two pieces of cake uh, on your plate um, and you are o- unable to eat both of them, a check will say you have... Uh, mash velki ochi. You have big eyes. Yeah, and then the your English tummy couldn't measure up. The English mm-hmm. translatable would be your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Exactly. So Don, you were in Spain. You spent a couple of days in Barcelona. Did you pick up any uh, words, phrases, anything, anything? Actually, surprisingly, I mean, I, I have I have more base level Spanish than I expected in my repertoire. I get the basics, uh, but uh, no, not really, because I didn't really, I met a lot of uh, tourists mm. while I knew a little bit, so we can get into that later, but not a lot of Spanish, All to right. be honest. I, I well, didn't pick up any terms. It, I was a little nervous going there, so. Let's see if you, maybe you didn't pick up a lot of the language. Maybe, let's see if you picked up the culture. Well, I'll give you some untranslatable, okay. see if you can uh, figure this out. No tener pelos en, en la legunua. Legu- how, how would you say lengua? Netener? Lingua? Yeah, L E N G U A. Lengua. Lengua. No tener pelos en la lengua. What do you think that means, Chad? You know a little bit of Spanish. Well, it's, 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 you, you don't have, I don't know what that, the noun is, uh, and in the, in the, is it in the language? No. Lengua no. is tongue. To have uh, okay. hairs on your tongue. No, excuse me. Not hairs to have on hairs tongue. on your tongue. My bad. Yep. Not to have hairs on your tongue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No hairs. It's a tricky one. No hairs getting in the way of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ooh. Slipping on gator piss. I just realized, though. <laughs> well, that could be misinterpreted for <laughs> yes, sure. Yes, Jared. I, for yeah, sure. I did not realize that when I first said that. I went, I went there. I went there. Oh, that's I my think bad. it took both of us there, Don. <laughs> and probably our listeners as well. Every time Don touches to- one of those buttons, I freak out. 
Well, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to like straight to the red yellow every time. I'm trying to be more oh, okay. conscious of my noise level, okay. Jerry. <laughs> no, so you don't I'm, have it's to fine. I just, I just, just every time I see it, I'm like, oh god. Uh, but if you're, I'm sure you know what you're doing. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. N- not to have hairs mm. on your tongue. So, Would, for example, this, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, if I, you have a guess. I was gonna say, hairs can be interpreted as rough, so it could be something about like, I, I don't know, like stumbling over your words, uh, not being collected in your speech. Uh, well, I'm glad you. Well, yeah, okay, but not to have hairs on your tongue. So Not. maybe what you just said would to have hair. Be, be, that would be yeah. to have hair on your tongue. Yeah, so you're mm-hmm. like a smooth talker. Yep. Eh, kind of. Kind of. It's not really about smooth talking. It's more, for example, I have a friend. Uh, he recently broke up with his girlfriend the other day, and he called me. And he's like, Jared, I need to talk to you. I, can't, I don't have any hairs on your tongue. Uh, what do you think I should do in this uh-huh. situation? I, I know what it is, I think. I think. Should I give it to you guys? Yeah. Go for it. I think it's to just speak freely and openly, yeah? Yeah. Straightforward. Yeah. Tell it like it is. I like Not that. to have hairs on your tongue. Nice. Mm-hmm. I have one I have one for Don that's Catalan, which is what they speak in Barcelona. Okay. And it is... Oh, God. I'm going to try to say this. We'll see. I'll start with the easy one. Uh, quatre gats, which means four cats. Un- what I'm gonna guess it means unlucky. Nope. Not unlucky. Four cats. Can you use that in a mm-hmm. sentence, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Etymology. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> yeah. So, what is so the, say, wh- so say, um, say Jared, Jared, and I decide to do a live podcast somewhere, mm-hmm. right, at a coffee shop or whatever. We advertise it. Uh, you know, and we're like, yeah, this is going to be a great turnout. We're going to have a hundred people, right? And we get there and there's four cats. That sounds like exactly how that would go if we were to be yeah. in that situation. No, <laughs> you guys got to have more faith in the podcast here. Social media influencer intern over That's here hilarious. thinks you guys can have more of a, more of a pull. How so? I mean, does it, does it mean like not a, posting anything? Is that the trick? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right. the only reason right. I say this is because you're the one that wanted to join the team. And you're the one yeah, that claimed you'd be a great social media person, and you've posted twice over a month. He's over a, a month. Guy, Jared. You, you guys just gave me clearance when I came back. We talked about this when we were in Prague, and I said Yeah, you were, when we were in Prague, but then we set up the ago. rules and regulations. What, like two weeks now ago? Now I know what to post. Yeah, and I've had one week back here, and I posted in the two weeks, uh, in the last week. I'll, po- I'll start posting again. I'll it's post okay, stuff. It's you four, don't have to do cats. anything. I, I've, I've right. gotten used to people letting me down <laughs> as far oh, as my. posting stuff. I mean, what? It was <clears> a bust? <throat> it, it just kind of seemed... Pretty close, yeah, yeah. Basically, a, an event with low attendance. Mm. Four cats. Four cats. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of four cats, thanks for those four reviews on uh, on iTunes, everyone. That's very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is also Spanish, and this is very near and dear to my heart. And it's uh, despedirse a la Francesca. So a la Francesca is in the French style, and uh, it means to say goodbye in the French style. Very hmm. near and dear to my heart. Uh huh. Okay. Is, it, I know is that like that. an Irish goodbye? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, to leave without saying goodbye. I, th- 
to take a <laughs> I think in Czech they call it an English exit, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so everyone just sense. has their own has their own uh, nationality to uh, to insult. Because right. yeah, in the U.S. is it the U.S. that we call it an Irish exit? Or I mean, obviously I in the U.S. So. we do, but I don't wonder if it originated there. I don't even know. I would I would think so. All right, so I have one more. Okay. And, uh, so so Don was in uh, in uh, Spain. Also, Don was in Ireland. So I figured it would be good to Ooh. pull out some Gaelic. Okay. So, oh, some Gaelic. Okay. Yeah, some Irish. Actually, uh, let me reframe. Some Irish Gaelic, because I guess depending on who you ask, Gaelic yes. can mean something else. Um, so it's important to differentiate and say Irish Gaelic. So here we go. Yes. All right. Is minik avrish be aldin enahron, which means uh, many a time a man's mouth broke his nose. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, it's like putting words in your mouth, sort of no. thing. Like you, 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 or you. Uh, what's what am I looking for? Um, we have an English untranslatable. Do we? I, I yeah. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. God, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Jared, go for it. It's like you write a check that your mouth can't cash or something like that. Uh, something like that. But right. it essentially means like... Overpromise. Uh, no, it's not overpromising. Sort of. It's like say something that's going to get you in trouble, essentially. Talk shit, get I've hit. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you say that one more time, Don? Talk shit, get hit. You betcha. <laughs> All right. Yeah, basically, it just means your mouth can get you into a lot of trouble. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk shit, get hit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That is exactly... That's one of my go-to terms over here. Talk shit, get hit. You get hype, you get hurt. Two, my, two go-tos. <laughs> my mouth has gotten me into a lot of trouble in, uh, in school. I was always the, uh, the smartass in school that, like... Like I, I, pride, I almost pride myself on like do like saying stuff that really wouldn't get me in trouble, but would like piss off the teacher. Not pride in myself, but that that was my signature move. <laughs> Walking the line there, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, do you have any more, Jared? That's all I have. Don. All right. Can I do one more Gaelic then? Sure. Yeah. Because that one I think was too easy on y'all. All right. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Um, okay, I have a couple up. Let me find one that's maybe not as easy. Um, these are all pretty easy, I think. Uh, could be because I, I f and Don can talk about this in the in the main segment in a moment. But I feel like I feel like Irish culture is not that far from American culture, especially because there is such a huge community of Irish people who live in the states who immigrated there a long time ago. Anyways, here we go. Um, all right, here we go. This one I think is also pretty easy, but here we go. Here we go. Okay. Queer shed id al al gor ol ach a go goer i gone ai, which means uh, dress a goat in silk and he still remains a goat. Oh, we also have an English untranslatable similar to that. How do you know all these things? Jared, this is what we do with the untranslatable <laughs> podcast, Don. It, it's shocking, Don, to, to think that I'm not a complete idiot, because I'm sure Don just consider, thinks of me as just a full full uh, R word. Um, <laughs> I assume it's like putting lipstick on a, on a pig or whatever like that. Or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. Good untranslatable work. master well, here. Am, am I allowed to have one from the Bay Area? Sure. Sure. Yeah, cuz. Okay. I, I got a few. <laughs> I got a few. I think you guys can know. They're, they're pretty basic. They're just ones that I picked up uh, being a in San Francisco. Pretty basic? Yeah. I, 
I think they're relatively straightforward, but you guys might uh, you guys might have some troubles with them. So the first one is uh, <clears throat> Carl is out. Hmm, I've never heard that before. Carl is out. That's not like Elvis has left the building, is it? <laughs> what does that mean, though? Like, what does that actually mean? <laughs> I don't really know, actually, to be honest with you. Carl is I out. Feel like, I feel like Elvis has left the building means, like, the party's gone. Oh, okay. Oh, Like, okay. it's done. I got gotcha. you. Right. I got gotcha. you. Carl is gone, though. Huh. Really? Okay. Or is it like, Close. like Carl is gone. Is it like the square? Like, finally, Carl's gone. Now we can have a good time or something like that? No, this, this one is... Uh... <laughs> This one is very specific to San Francisco. You have to be very uh, in tune with uh, Carl Street here. Oh, okay. No. Nope. Oh, oh, is it like the the fog has the fog has passed? Close. Really? The, fo- the fog is coming in. Oh. Carl is out. The fog ah. is in. Okay. So right now, right now, Carl's creeping in. Right now, I can see it coming up over uh, Twin Peaks. Why do they call it Carl? Carl the Fog, man. That's like the name of the fog here because the fog here is really bad. Huh. So. Like, living in the Mission, where I used to be, was one of the best locations. And so, Dolores Park, Dolo, uh, is one of the, like, a really fun park to go to. Jared, we've been there, spent some time. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. It's, like, recess for adults on the weekends. Yeah. Big park, but, like, around four or five, Carl rolls in. Yeah. And you just say Carl. You get a great view of Carl okay. from, from, what do you call it, Dolo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, I like that, Dolo. Right. Isn't, oh, that's also, like, a hip-hop term. Dolo. Dolo. Dolo? Yeah. And let me grab one more, and I just want to verify I have the right definition of it. I think you guys should get this. Well, so there, there are you guys familiar that there's a lot of, like, Bay Area, Bay Area terminology that's out here? Hella. That, like, yep, Hella is one of them. That came from the Bay, huh? Yep. I didn't know that. They, like, is it cuz, cuz? That's also from the... Most of this I'm getting from, uh, like, listening to... Like, isn't Ray J from the Bay Area or something like that? Uh, Mac Dre. I don't even know who that is. Anyway, yeah, give us some. Oh, just my, give uh, it to us. I, I'm not a Bay Area uh, professional. Uh, the one that I was going to is a uh, swoop. 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 Like swoop. Could you use it in a hmm. sentence? Or would that give it away? Uh, it would give it away, but I can try. Um... The definition is, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's one that you have to use, but uh, I'm gonna come through and swoop you. Would oh, be so I'm gonna pick you up. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's I a mean, few- in, in, Michi- in Michigan, I hear people say scoop, not swoop, but scoop. scoop. Mm-hmm. Like, can you scoop me later? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that either. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a Lansing thing. No, I just think I don't have any friends. I think that's what it is. <laughs> 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 no one's asking me to pick them up from anywhere. Uh, and, then, so, <laughs> and then there's one more, but it is pretty straightforward. Is uh, is slaps? Oh yeah, I know slaps. that one. I didn't know that was yeah, a Bay Area one? thing. Yep. So what's the, that slaps? So the, yeah. So the main so so the the ones I was looking through is like the town is considered Oakland, San Francisco. The city mm-hmm. is one of those. Hella mm-hmm. is a big San Francisco term, or Hecka, <laughs> depending on what you want to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a family <clears throat> podcast. Please. <laughs> oh, really? It is. I did not know that. <laughs> Um, swoop. Uh, what, what, sorry, what'd you say it was? Again? Slaps. Oh yeah, slaps. slaps. It's like that. That's like something slaps, or it's like that's awesome, or it's like yeah. this music slaps, or this food slaps. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. You know, there's Good a, work, Jared. There's a similar one in, well, kind of similar one in uh, Louisiana where they say like slap your mama good, 
Where yeah. it's like it's so good it makes you want to slap you your mama. Slap your mama. <laughs> and they, they have a seasoning, like slap your mama seasoning. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Don. Thanks for some uh, Bay Area Untranslatables. No problem. But now, let's talk about your time uh, abroad. So can okay. you first give us a quick rundown of where you went after you left? So we last talked to you when we were in Prague, and then yes. I went back home and you continued on. Yeah, so prior to Prague, I was in London, then Prague. Then I went to Dublin for a night, Galway, which is Western Ireland for two nights, back to Dublin for a night, Barcelona for three nights, back to Dublin for a night. My parents flew out, Kilkenny for two nights, Southern Ireland can sail for a night, Bray, which is south of Dublin for a night, Dublin Jeez. for two nights, and then Amsterdam for two nights. Was so that, I was gone for about three weeks. And you, that was three weeks that you just said right there? Uh, that was two weeks. Okay. Oh, right. Because I see you're in Prague for some of that too. Yeah. Uh, that is a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the I spent the mo uh, the longest I spent in one place was Barcelona. Was three nights in the same bed. Outside that, it was a max of two nights, which is very hard to travel. <laughs> how did you How did you uh, like organize and plan all of this? And how did you like figure out how long you'd stay and all that stuff? Um, a lot of it was winging it. Surprisingly, so I outlined the trip, which was beforehand is like, all right, what are the key things that I want to do? So girlfriend was there for work. She was on rotation in Dublin. So that's why I kept going back to Ireland. So, uh, Ireland trips were things she wanted to do. So after I saw you guys, we went to Galway, uh, which is near where the cliffs of Moore is. We stay in this really pretty house, uh, met some great people. Uh, John and Cara are amazing. Uh, they're great Airbnb hosts if you ever want to go. Uh, but we went to the Cliffs of Moore down there and just kind of hung out and had a relaxing weekend. And that was the main thing Alyssa wanted to do in Ireland. So that's how that came up. Uh, and then Barcelona, I've always wanted well, to go. Okay. Yep. I, I just want to comment on the Cliffs, cliff of, cliffs of Moors. Oh, yeah. Because yes. Don had one of the greatest Instagram pictures I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this will drop on the gram. I think it has to. Um, but... So we're walking around the Cliffs of Moher. For you guys who don't know, they're the cliffs on the western coast of Ireland, and it's known to be very windy, like extremely windy. They're very pretty, but they're not as big as I expected. (laughs) They're, like, very underwhelming. But what made it very entertaining was the wind. I'm a huge fan of wind. I like it. uh, But a lot of people aren't used to it. Uh, Never heard anyone say something like that before. What do you like about wind? It's very entertaining. If when you can jump up in the air and it like moves you back a few feet, mm. like it's just entertaining. One of those to play things with. where you like lean forward like that. Oh no, full balance on. there. <laughs> My girlfriend was doing that, and so I was just having a blast. And we were walking around, and so like I don't know, like I think they say like ten or fifteen people die here because there's parts that aren't get off from the edge, and a gust of wind will blow you off. Yeah, it's and so we stay in the safe area. It was a (laughs) very windy day, and so like I was just going through taking a few videos. There's one where I'm just like panning, taking like a selfie, and behind me, (laughs) Alyssa (laughs) is walking, and she like literally like stumbles backwards and falls, and then I start just dying laughing. And she's like hiding behind that brick wall, just for like holding on for dear life. Yeah, but the the funniest part occurred. So we're walking back. Uh, this is another night where I made some friends. Uh, we'll bring up uh, we'll bring up Lauren and Charlotte later. Uh, but, How do you remember uh, these people's names? I mess up oh, your guys' f- names, and I've known you for years. They follow me on IG. Uh, okay, my social media presence. You know, trying to really go multi mm-hmm. multi nation, multi country out there with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, so we go there and we ask these two uh, lovely ladies to take our picture. And I'm like, hey, can you guys just stand there? We'll stand right here. They're about 15 feet away from us. And it's literally as they're about to take the picture, 
just a huge gust of wind. Alyssa went from near my side to like five feet away and these tourists just fall right into like my left arm. And so my left arm is holding these tourists and my right arm is trying to grab Alyssa, but looks like I'm like the first picture is me telling the ladies to take the picture. So I'm like smiling. Then like the two screens out of that, I try to look and grab Alyssa, but it's an open palm. It looks like I'm trying to smack <laughs> the crap out of these ladies, but I'm just grabbing for Alyssa. And then my face, once I have Alyssa, is just me just pure joy while everybody else is just <laughs> huddled up and Alyssa doesn't look too happy. And then there's one specific woman in the picture who started out in the like the first picture but got blown out of it <laughs> it literally looks like something from like day after tomorrow or like a yes. 2012 those apocalypse like those weather apocalypse movies where like don looks like he has this face where it's like come with me if you want to live <laughs> <laughs> that's what i felt like it was <laughs> and, and after grab my hand moment, it was Charlotte and Lauren were in tears. We were laughing so hard. Alyssa and I stopped at the bar and like looked at the pictures, and we were dying. It's the one time I wish I had my live pictures ready. If you had live photos for that, it would have been so much oh, more that would exciting. Great. That would have been great. Yeah, um, I mean, I saw them on Instagram, and I was cracking up at my desk. Yeah, they were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was epic. And so we actually met up with them. Uh, we were looking around because we wanted to see them because we said bye. We walked around. I wanted to show them the pictures because after we got inside and looked at them, they were really funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was a great time. Love Galway. I actually drove a lot in Ireland, which is, uh, Jared, I would like to go to Ireland with you and drive. Uh, okay. Let's run a six speaks. It is so much fun. The roads are so skinny. And they drive uh, on the other side of the road than yes, we do? It was, yeah. On the left side. How, left how was side. getting used to that? Um, a lot harder than, ex- well, it wasn't that bad once you got used to like your pointers, but like your, everything that we've been taught, right? Yeah. It's flip-flop. So, like, you're used to having a lot of space on the right side, and that and that gauge is there. Then the left side, you kind of know where it is. Well, it's flip-flops. So, like, I was riding the left-hand side way more, which freaks out your passenger because I, I didn't have that gauge. So, towards the end, I got it, but the back roads were the, the – uh, those I've, were so much fun but so scary. I've heard that um – you know, when you switch sides like that, a lot of people do tend to like uh, rub and curb their wheels on the other side because they're, yeah. they're they're not used to that that feeling. Yeah, and once I got used to it, you just focus on a different point, you adjust. But the back roads were the most fun. Um, I can imagine. The seriously, it's about just enough for two cars to get by. I smacked mirrors with a car; it tapped my mirror in. <laughs> um, and that was crazy because like it, it's just enough where you kind of have to wrap on the edge there's a few times and you're going like 60 miles an hour and you just go for it around these corners and it was it was a blast mm-hmm. um, so that was fun then drove her down to Cork then back up uh, Dublin was great for a night I went to Stag's Head which is a bar my boss my boss used to live in Dublin so recommend it met this wonderful couple uh, Hunter and Kaylee they're recently married they're from Oklahoma Love the accents. Uh, they were a lot of fun, but we can dig into the friends side of this later. Uh, that was my first true night in Dublin. Then Barcelona was just a blast. Made friends my first night there. This guy named Bill's hands down the most interesting. I guess you consider him a fuck boy, but he's considered a bad boy in London. Just a bad boy is can, what this can guy. You, can you give Can you give us and the listeners some context on that, Don? On what a fuck boy is, or exactly. what Bills was like, or, is he, or, a, or a London bad boy, or, or yeah, how is he technically? Tell us more about this guy. Was, I'm curious. Technically, 
Okay, so is that like his status on yeah, Instagram? You know how you have like personal <laughs> blog. He just says "fuck boy" slash "bad boy." I guess his so, license says that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so first of all, his name is Bills, which made me question. So I met him out. I was like, "Hey man, you want to go?" Like I didn't know anybody. He seemed like cool people when I first met him. Didn't get his social media yet, so I didn't really know what he was like. Uh, how'd you I meet him? Go- um, you used to say it like you just gloss over that, like you just started, like you just. Was he like at your hostel or? or? Uh, we we met at a bar. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, we met at a bar. Seemed like cool people, and you know me, I like I like going out with somebody, right? So I was like, hey, can we link up later? Like, I want to go see the the. There's like this set of clubs that are right kind of nearby, uh, and we're staying in the middle. So we did that. And he goes, oh yeah, I met this other guy at my hotel, which is Adam. Adam is amazing. We end up hanging out the whole trip, and that Adam? night we realized Adam, not Adam, e- no, Adam. E T H E M, Adam. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, he's from okay. London as well. First vacation, but Bills. Uh, once I got to know him, he's like, told me he had a had a lady friend about eight years, but he was actively trying to uh, go after one of the girls he met at a marijuana shop last time he was there last weekend. Um, that's that's some fuckboy activities for sure. Oh yeah, very much so. And then every <laughs> every and once that girl wasn't available, he went after somebody else that was at the weed shop, and he showed me her. Her name's actually Francesca because I met her. Uh, she came out for a little bit. Weed shop in Barcelona. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. There are weed shops in Barcelona. You just have to know the right people. Um, yeah, it's. Do you, uh, do you mean like a head shop, or what do you mean? Like marijuana. Well, I, like what I do you mean like, like a what do you mean like a head shop? Like a head shop's where you would buy like pipes and shit. No, I mean like actual like they have like little. Um, What's it called? My buddy was telling me there, I walked past one of the places. It's called like Kush. It's just like this random door that you go knock on, you go in and you pay like 20 bucks and you can get your medical card in Barcelona and smoke inside. There's a lot of them apparently. Because we followed, Interesting. We I didn't followed, know that about Barca. Okay. Yeah, we followed Bills to another location uh, that night and uh, met one of his. He's Spanish, by the way? Bills? No, he's from London. Okay. Is that the guy that was like in your pictures on Instagram? One of them. Light skinned looking dude? No, that's Adam. Adam oh, was oh, in more of my pictures. Bills was just the first night. And so we were like, all right, we'll go out. Like, he had this connection at the club, so we got in one of the clubs for free. But, like, before that, like, kind of leading up to I got his Instagram of, like, shirtless pictures, him trying to flex with his Mercedes. When I asked him mm. what he did, he goes, I do some real estate. I do a lot of things. I'm like, mm. okay. I bet he does. You yeah, got, drug dealer. You, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got some investments in different places. Yeah, <laughs> <Who's asking? laughs> yeah, that's that's what trended towards, and that's where I started to separate myself. Because we met up with him, Ed and I had to meet up with him, and he was meeting this guy. Very sketchy situation because he had to meet a business deal at some other marijuana place, and so we waited outside and we saw them both exit. And uh, the dude came out, tried to give him a bottle of booze, and just a very sketchy looking individual. Okay. So that night, immediately, I'm like, all right, Adam, you and me are together. We're going to own the night. Like, let's just hang out. And Adam started to open up. He goes, this is my first time ever going out. Like, I'm ni- I'm 19. I just got done with, uh, like, high school, the equivalent of high school. I'm, he's going to be a pilot. And so that night. Oh, damn. We, yeah, great guy. Like, the nicest kid in the world. First ever time traveling alone. I took this guy under my wing. Um, 
turned this <laughs> as it, Don tends to do. Yeah, uh, it it turned out to be my favorite part of the trip because just meeting with him and hanging out, it was like wow, like he hasn't traveled much, but you know what? Like it's it's a place where you can kind of mentor somebody because traveling is is a skill set you pick up. So the first place we went to went to this bar place um, club. It, there's this strip of clubs that are like right in the water, so it's actually kind of pretty if you like sit outside. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's there's like five right in a row, and it's not too expensive to get in. We some I just snuck in the back way. I decided to go to the bathroom. They let me in. <laughs> Bills went in the other way. He tried to pay for something. I don't know why he did. He was being Bills. Uh, and that's a joke Adam and I came up with. Just saying, we billsing around. <laughs> so I, I walk in there, uh, get in there, go to the back, come back, and Bills is talking to these women. I'm like, no, please no, Bills. Like, I know what you're trying to do, but don't do it to these women. They seem very nice. So I come in and make <laughs> conversations. <laughs> sleep with them oh like, he was just trying to get somebody to come back to his hotel that was mm. his main yeah, goal he's, he's trying to pick him up mm. yeah but he's not very good at it um he kept trying to show pictures on his phone and trying to you know you know flex on him yeah and that, that that'll never work yeah so i immediately noticed that and i i interjected with sandra one uh, the, one of the friends and so sandra goes yeah let's see how far he gets uh that girl has a boyfriend and i go great he has a girlfriend and so sandra and i were just talking the rest of the night with adam we we're trying to get adam to go dance with people and it was the most entertaining thing so it's a different culture grand the place we're at was like tourist night or not tourist night but like foreigners night but there's a mix a lot of girls salsing kind of dancing on their own they can nice. dance there far better than the states and so we got adam to go dance with people he'd come back so excited i'm like did you get a number he's like no but he made effort sandra I coached him up, oh, and man, so it sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> also, oh, we should we need to take Jared to Barcelona, get him out of his comfort zone. Yes. But can I just interject? One, I think it's like I I've never been able to pull a number on the dance floor because oh, you're I so have. busy dancing, like it's it breaks it up and it makes it awkward. You know what I mean? Oh well, I mean not like on the dance floor. I mean like what I've done in the past. Like dance with them and then yeah, then you then go get, get the a number. Drink. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, and can I ask you, Don? So you mentioned yeah. uh, I wanted to hear your story, which is why I didn't interrupt you. Uh, but I want to know. So you mentioned you know traveling is definitely a set of uh, skills, and yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Could you kind of share with us what what some of those skills are, and kind of how how you mentored Edom and and all that good <laughs> stuff? Yeah. So. Traveling internationally is a whole different base than traveling like in the States, but it kind of requires the same like mindset. You have to be ready for certain situations. That's the skill set that I'm prepping for is it kind of goes back to I have like core values or things I live by. You have to learn to learn and you have to be learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And so when you're mm-hmm. traveling alone, you're going to be in uncomfortable situations. You have to kind of just put yourself out there. Go make conversation. It's a time where no yep. one's going to remember who you are. Just Go say hi, make friends, and don't come off too aggressive. Just come off being a friend. And when you end up doing that, you end up actually having a better time. And so the sure. main thing is being down for whatever, just saying yes, trying new things, going out past your bedtime, doing things that you normally wouldn't do because that pushes yourself. And the biggest ways that you can grow in life is pushing your boundaries, pushing what you're comfortable with. And that's something I've had a lot of, I've worked hard on. I was a very homebody, didn't like to travel. I was scared to talk to new people before college. I didn't eat any any food I didn't know about. And now it's like, oh, you come in traveling. All right, where can I go meet people? Where's the first place I want to go touristy stuff? Who else looks like a tourist? Can I offer to take their picture? You figure out these ways to socialize with others that make it not as, oh, this is an alone trip. And so the key things are that I would say, things that I've learned traveling is one, travel light. Don't bring much stuff. Try to bring as little as possible. You can always buy stuff while you're traveling. You just want to be nimble. Mm-hmm. Always bring a small yep. day bag. 
That's the key thing. Have a bag that you can just bring with you because it's key because you don't know about climate change there, the temperature, if it fluxes. Um, always carry cash in multiple places. I kept 50 euros in each shoe uh, just in case somebody stole my wallet. That sounds like a um, real Chad paranoia move right there. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done that before. I never keep money in different places, but I think now I might start to. Yeah. That's a good idea. I keep, I keep it idea. in the shoes and I keep it in the back of my phone. Just to know, like, if anything happened, I can get back to the hotel. Because, I mean, when you're traveling, you're more likely to lose stuff. People target uh-huh. tourists. But the main thing sure. to pick up on is be social. Push push your social boundaries. Go say hi to somebody. Offer to take a picture. Ask someone to take your picture. There's very little things you can do to create that first interaction. Because once you do that, you can end up having a great time. Um Kind of having no agenda. Set the main things you want to do and try to get the main touristy things done the first day so you can really explore and let the trip take you. And that's the Mm -hmm. most fun because you don't have, like to me, like the touristy things are great, but the most fun you have are when you don't expect anything and you go, I'm doing it. The first night we were there, met somebody, we went out, talked with people at a bar, had a great time. I left home early. I just wanted to leave. The ladies we were talking to didn't leave. Adam didn't leave. Like I was ready to go home. And that's another thing. Say goodbye French style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing is when you're ready to go home, like it's your vacation, your agenda, don't feel obligated to people that you just met to stay out late. Like, and that's, and that's why I really appreciate that. What I've started to do is like, Hey, if I'm traveling with my girlfriend, we have the same cadence. Like when we're both ready to go, if she's ready to go, we'll go. When I'm traveling alone, it's definitely my agenda. Just because there's people mm-hmm. I met doesn't mean you need to stay out. Cause you want to be alive the next day. Um, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of thing. Pack light, hit the touristy things first, always be open to conversation, Bring an extra battery charger with you wherever you go because you might be out longer. Store money in extra areas and just be uncomfortable. Push yourself. Go to places you wouldn't normally go because that's the time that you can grow as an individual. Then you'll find what you like and it sets up for other trips. And that's what I put Adam to do. Um, he didn't really know how to travel. So he he was like, I could tell he was awkward about like trying to ask, hey, do you want to go tour- do touristy stuff with me? I'm like, hey, and I kind of noticed. I'm like, hey, do you want to link up tomorrow? We want to go see the same things. And we did. So putting yourself out there because what's the worst that can happen? They can say no. It hurts, but it's no. Right? Right. And, and it's then, not the end of the world. Yeah. And you're just traveling, so you learn. And so that's why I pushed him to do. Do things that make you uncomfortable. So we traveled, had a great time. It's also great when you meet someone when you're traveling alone. They can take your picture. You can take their picture. Those sort of things. You get someone who can help document your trip with you, and it makes it a lot more fun when you can be like, hey, what about this? What about that? And you can make decisions on the fly where you don't feel as much pressure. And that was the most fun. With Adam, I was just like, hey, this is when you decide, like, you do cheat meals. You try not to Uber a taxi as much. Plan out your day. Small meals. Meals is another rule of thumb that I go by because you never know where you're going to see cool food and you always want to eat cool food when you're traveling, stuff you can't get. So we specifically ate very small meals to be like, oh, wow, we went to La Bucaria, which is the big market there. And oh, man, that was good. So I was glad I was on empty stomach because I went back there a few times. Like we swung by, got nice. some meat. They had great fresh fruit. Shout out Alex Yaw for that one. She recommended it. I was so happy. Nice. That was one of my favorite places. But th- those How are the- was the language barrier there? It was it was actually fine. Um, I was able to get around just fine. Like uh, I used that translate app that you showed me a few times, but most okay. of the time yep. I, my my broken half Spanish gave me around. But also, you have to understand if you can navigate yourself well, you'll be fine traveling. But if you're not a good navigator, that's really hard. So know your skill strengths. Always have Google Maps. 
I like walking around the area first where I'm staying and like the immediate area. So I always know how to get home because you don't know if you've had too much to drink one night, phone gets stolen, all that stuff. Uh, And so there's a range of things. Um, And that's kind of like the heavy hitters that I talked with Adam and he started to live them by the end. I mean, the last night we went out, he danced with some people and we were like the last day there we met this. So we went to, uh, I think, I don't know if I posted it, but uh, when we were in Barcelona, we went to, I forget the name of it, it was the pretty sunset. We went up there, we met these two ladies who were visiting from, I don't even know where they're from. I think they're also from London. And so I made friends with them, took their picture, went out to dinner with them and just ran with a night of hanging out with them, which was amazing. And they took our pictures and we just ended up having a good night and we were just being flexible. And it was just those little things make your trip a lot more fun. And then you make friends with them, and then you have memories. And then if you go to their country, they'll definitely see you and give you recommendations. So there's a lot there that you can do, just being flexible and, yeah, running with it. That's that's one of my – you know, I, I, I want to do a solo uh, international trip at some point. And that's something that makes me very nervous is I know how I carry myself here in the U.S. And it's a very solitary way that I live my life. And I don't want to do that when I go there. Like, I want to live like you're talking about. But it kind of goes against everything inside of me. And it's like, I almost feel like I'm going to be wasting my trip if I just go there and, and don't do what you're talking about. But I don't know if I can. Yeah. You can. I mean, just push I'm sure yourself. I can, I guess. That's true. Yeah. It's not that I can't do it, but. Be comfortable I mean, being t- uncomfortable. <clears throat> Right. And tip tip number two, Jared, wear that fly jacket you bought. <laughs> yeah. Problem Make solved. yourself oh, approachable. <laughs> <laughs> Make yourself approachable. I mean, that's one of the other things is just know how other countries like people people will be interested in you. People will be interested in you in travel. Like that's a common thing. And so just know like, hey, when you're out traveling, people will listen to your accent. They'll know where you're from. But you are interesting. And so asking for a simple picture, those things will happen. And that's how you can just, once you get your first, make your first friend and you just know how to make that first intro, like the hardest part, I think I'm picking about is how do you even make that first interaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like how do you even say hi? Exactly. It, it's that as simple as me, yes. when I met mm-hmm. uh, Hunter and uh, Kaylee in the bar in Dublin, I simply saw he was playing with his ring way too much like way too much mm-hmm. and I could hear their accent was off and she just had an absolute rock on her finger and so I was like oh did you guys recently get married I see uh see you've been playing with your ring a little bit it looks good and he goes oh yeah we just got married in France and well you know just paying a little attention to what they're doing we hung out the entire night went to an amazing comedy club got drinks phenomenal it was great and that was as little as this so paying attention to the little thing because people will find if you find something interesting in them what if they wear do they have a different watch can you connect with something they'll talk with you like those one guys that we met in uh, in Prague, I found something they knew how to talk about, and we went with it. I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean you're right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. So how was? Uh, I mean, it seems like Barcelona was the highlight of this trip because you've talked mostly about Barcelona, and you kind of spent um, through all the Ireland and uh, uh, United well, Kingdom stuff. Well, I think uh, the rest of the trip kind of starts getting going now, though, because after I saw you guys, I was I, I had a relaxing weekend with Alyssa. But then then my parents came to town after Barcelona. Barcelona was my first time truly traveling alone where I had nobody. Mm-hmm. And that was like my true adventure. Like right. I stay in a great hotel in the Gothic Quarter. Perfect. But then then when my parents came to town, we went to the oldest building that they know of in the world in uh, Newgrange. It's this thing that was built over 5,000 years ago by the stone people. They literally don't know who built it. 
They're mm. just the stone people, and they don't know how they did it. And that was one of the coolest structures I've ever seen. It was a burial ceremony room where only on the, I think, the winter solstice, the sun shines through the, the entryway for 16 minutes. And they somehow were able to create that architecture, so it happens like that, which is, is it unreal. This building that looks like a dome, yes, like with was grass built, on top. Yes, they restored it once, and it's. It, it, I would say go. Like when they close the door and they actually like turn the room off, it is so no light gets in. It's mm. waterproof. Like well, it's impressive terrifying. what they did. Like they had to source stones from hundreds of miles away and know the architecture, and it's really impressive. Went there with my parents, and we went down to Kilkenny, which is I would say, listeners out there, if you're going to Ireland and you want to go out weekend in Kilkenny, you have to do it. Oh my god, oh my god, Tell us it about was it. rowdy. So first off, I'm there with my parents, so I, I'm scoping out, asking the bartender, the Airbnb guy that we stay at, like, oh, where's some places to go. And we went to, I think it was called, let me pull this up. So it was one of my favorite. It was a really, it was like one of the oldest bars there. It used to be a hotel. Um, went there with my parents and Alyssa. We had a great dinner there. Sorry, I'm trying to pull this thing up. It was called, uh, it was another uh, basement bars, Kilkenny. It was called, I knew I had a picture of it. Uh, nope, don't. Not sure. Uh, I don't have anything saved. I have to pull it up. But it was this uh, old bar that had like a downstairs area, uh, similar to the place we went to in Prague. And that's where he started. And we started Kite- down there watching. Kitellers? Yeah, Kittlers. 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 Kittlers in. Yep. We were staying right near it. And immediately, it's a Saturday night there. Like, I kid you not, there were maybe 25, 30 women there, just all women groups in the basement. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, is this normal? And they're dressed like they're ready to club, being loud, ripping drinks, taking pictures. And then there's like 30-year-old men, and they're like early, mid-20s. I'm like, there's something off here. When are the guys going to come through? They didn't, which was confusing. But then we left, wandered around. But the place that I would like to go to with you guys is this place called Left Bank. This place has seven different bars on the main floor. I mean, true bars. And it is like the most windy, cool, woodworked place. Like the the fans are on kind of these belts. They all move together. They have an outdoor TV area. Their fish and chips were amazing. That place, they said, they shut their doors Saturday night. We couldn't get in. It was too full. They have a club upstairs. They're opening up a third level. And... I want to go out there. They said this is one of the most popping bars in Ireland. And I could see why. I mean, there's bars every, there's so many bars in it. There's an upstairs, there's live music, and it's like Irish music that they play in a club setting, which is pretty cool. Hmm. And the nightlife there every night was just popping. And there were a lot of young people there. Um, and then we went to a place the next night, Sunday night, and listened to some great Irish music. And these guys were just playing these songs. And they really love... Um, I think it's Spice Girls over there. They're a big really? fan of Spice Girls. They played this one song, and all the young people just went absolutely crazy. Started doing the what? The what's the, the little dancey thing they do? The river da- river dancing and all that stuff. Really? Yeah. It's people a spice were really, no way. Yes. Tell me what you want. What you really really want? Film this? Oh, I think I did because so at is this. That spice at, I think it is. I really hope you filmed that because oh my god, that's crazy. I got bits and pieces of it because. Um, when we were there, there were these these like older women uh, 
we're trying to, we're getting hit on by this like disgustingly drunk Irish guy. Like I walked up to them because like my mom was like, "Hey, can you go try to get that guy away?" Like ask him to go. <laughs> Why has everyone cigarette? in your family got to be a superhero? No, no, like, this was no. leave people alone. <laughs> no, no, they came over to us like help. Like they gave us their stuff. They're like because we started talking with them, and uh, I just like got the guy distracted, brought them over, and I don't even know where I was going with this story. But yeah, we do have to help people. How- but. I, <laughs> How was it traveling with your parents? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, what were some I, of the tr- the trouble spots for you? I, I do I do have a video, so I'll send that to you guys later. Um, Sweet. The the trouble spots were I thought they'd be a little bit more prepared. Um, <laughs> wow. So. We wing we winged it a lot more, just like not quite knowing where to go. Oh, okay. Um, like we wandered a lot, which is a little bit annoying. I don't see your dad uh, as a travel prepper, her. Maybe your mom, but I couldn't imagine your dad doing any preparation. No offense. He didn't. He did not. Okay. This is my mom's <laughs> trip, um, which makes sense. My dad's very relaxed when he travels. He just kind of goes with it, which I think is good for him because he's a very much so planner. Everything's organized. He gets up and does his walks. Um, this is just an older version of you. That's exactly yeah. You just yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what you yep. do. You're just <laughs> running and not walking. Yeah, minus like I'll go drink. And have some fun. By the way, Guinness there is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of Guinness. I love Guinness. It goes down like water. Um, In comparison to Pilsner? <laughs> oh, yeah. I could pound, I can pound a Guinness. Fa- I, I guarantee I could pound Ooh. a pint of Guinness faster than you, can pi- than you can pound a Pilsner. Yeah, of course. Hands down. We, yeah, duh. <laughs> you could finish really? two beers before I could finish a glass of water. Well, I, feel like, I, I could, feel like Pilsner goes down so much smoother. Now, I've never had Guinness in Ireland, oh but I've God. had it in Austria and other places in Europe. Interesting. I can, I can drink Guinness. I did a one-sip Guinness in like maybe 12 seconds. <laughs> you took, you seems like you uh, <laughs> fit um, right in in Ireland, huh? But yeah, I think the, I think the main thing that made it hard with the parents is uh, driving in the car. Um, it was hard because it's a stressful situation when you have my mom, my dad, myself – all in one car, and if something happened to us, my brother's home alone. So I think that's where the anxiety came up with my mom, um, which is a very valid point. We're on another, yeah, we're driving to another country. We're driving on roads on the other side. We're halfway across the country, the world, and that could happen. So that just creates some, yeah, a little bit, a little foolish to me. I mean, moments, you, you, but, they could have yeah. crashed in the airplane flying over there. But she, but they weren't, but they weren't with me. The catch is we were all in the same car, oh, well, and I get that. Right. Like the State of the Union or something, you yeah. got to keep the, <laughs> the vice president yeah. off-site just in case. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that b- besides that, like I like traveling with them. We saw some cool places. I mean, Kilkenny was great. There's a castle there. We went down to Kinsale, which is down near the water. Had another – went to this place called Fishy Fish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> had I think I had maybe one of my top five meals ever there. Their monkfish was one of the best things I've ever had. Over risotto, oh my god, it was so good, so good. Speaking of and, speaking of uh, uh, of the monkfish, can we talk food? What, what, oh yeah, I, I want to know about about Spain. Uh, what, what was going on in Spain, food wise? Did you did you get used to the? Did you like eat dinner at like ten o'clock and get on that schedule? So yes, most nights we ate like we would eat it like four or five because we had small meals mostly, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of just snacked. So Spain was the favorite food of mine. Uh, like top food, I, I love fish and chips, so having a lot of that was great. But uh, in Spain, I mean, the tapas that we had, we went to, uh, where was this place? I took a picture of it. Uh, it was 
that place was uh, I got I got to find it real quick because it's a it's a it's a big recommendation if you gotta go. Went to where's the Instagram? Caracoles. Catalina. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, where's my IG story? Uh, Sir That's Spanish for beer. Cerveza beer. C e r v e c e r i a. Yeah, it's one of the best tapas place, and that place was just phenomenal. I had two pictures of sangria to myself with these with these wonderful other people that we met, and that was just a great time. Um, but yeah, I think it was just like some of my favorite food was just the meat market, uh, the La Bucaria in um, in Barcelona, just the the fresh fruit that you can get there, the meat, the the small plates. That was just amazing, and that mm-hmm. was really just the most memorable food. That we had uh, the last night uh, there with uh, Adam. We met this uh, these two ladies. I for, I'm blanking on their names. Really nice. Um, they took pictures with us up at the Sunset Place. And we went to dinner. We ended up going out with them uh, later. But we went to this place there with them. We just overlooked tourists and walked around. That was good. I think it was just the social how slow pace is to eat. You aren't feeling rushed. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my, my parents still talk a lot about that when we go to restaurants. Is that they often feel rushed because there, there's no there's I mean in the U.S. they operate on turnover and and in Europe it's mm-hmm. more like you have that table for the night if you want it and so yep. uh, yeah it's a lot a lot more relaxed they take longer times to bring you your food but that's the point like they do it they on purpose ask, they ask you if you're ready for your food right like, I like that yeah um, yeah those were the highlights I mean food wise I I enjoyed it. I mean it's a little bit hard I'm allergic to shellfish so Barcelona there's mm. some fish on the menu so be a little bit careful um yeah but yeah that was great one of my other top nights was actually in bray southern uh south of dublin the hotel that my mom picked hands down my mom picked great places i was very impressed she luckily did it she actually goes i need your help next time so the place that she picked was this was this hotel that had one of the most popping bars so Alyssa went to the there's an ireland there's a European like Euro Cup prep league game that Alyssa was at, and I watched the game there at the bar, and it was popping. It was packed. People are there. My parents are like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch and go to bed. So I stayed out a little bit later, saw some young people trickle in, and, man, that started the night. So, like, I heard someone sing happy birthday to them, and so this was this was a way to make a social conversation. So I'm there alone watching the game. I'm in my sweatpants. I'm just having a glass of wine. I'm just trying to relax. Like, <laughs> it's been a long week, and so I hear, like, oh, my God, happy birthday, and I'm like, perfect. I got a way in to say hi to these people. Uh, and this is where I end up meeting uh, Thomas. Um, Thomas and friends. Uh, there's a few of them that I end up meeting. So I just strategically go up to the bar at the same time as them. And I kind of say, hey, happy birthday. Uh, glad you're out celebrating it. Uh, this is actually a pretty cool place. They're like, oh, yeah, we know both the bartenders. This is a place we've been going to, to eat for years. Uh, they're like, what are you doing here? So I immediately had my inmate conversation. So that starts the night, right? Like you have friends now based on a very small topic. You don't seem threatened. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm just traveling alone. They're like, oh, come sit with us. So I sat with them. Man. started a drink. What the fuck am I doing? It's that easy, Jared. It really <laughs> that is easy. that easy. Um, and, and, of course, like, I have a girlfriend. It could have gone different ways if you're single. Like, you could have flirted with them. One of the girls said, oh, yeah, I'm going to Dublin for the night. Like, you could have done a lot. Like, it's very easy in, but don't be threatening. That's the main thing. Be nice and be interested in both men and women. Just make conversation. So right. they were there, learned that, like, the one of the bartender's dad brews one of their beers. So beer in Ireland's like, two or three percent it's very light um and so he was like oh yeah you gotta try this beer so i got it and it's like a typical like five six percenter and i get the beer i get back and i take have one little swig oh it's not bad and he goes what do you mean not bad i go i could probably drink it in a 
I could probably chug it. He goes, I don't think you can. Pounded it. Just took <laughs> it straight to the head. And that's when he handed me another one. I took that one to the head. And that's when I started to realize, okay, Yeah, that can keep going on forever also. Uh, yeah. Like, um, that could be a never-ending process that you just got yourself right. into. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and so that just, like, they are like, oh, man, this guy's pretty cool. He can drink. And so we just started drinking the rest of the night <laughs> in conversation. This Thomas guy was like, oh, man, I like the shirt you have on. Can you get me it? He likes drawing stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, give me your contact information. So I got his Instagram. Hit me up. He's going to send me some cool Ireland gear, maybe some rugby or nice. soccer garb and that was the night like we just hung out i stay out to like maybe like 12 or 1 with them and we closed the bar and had a great time and that's as simple as it is just throw yourself out there what's the worst they can say oh yeah great and shut you down or you can just get be out like, here can fuck I... boy yeah <laughs> i know bill i know bill's over here i ain't trying to make my own vegan protein shake that he's trying to do Gross. i don't know why I know. Um, but yeah, and that was the trip. Then we went back to also, Dublin for two nights make, with the, pa- with the with parents. You. And then uh, Amsterdam was my highlight, man. I had to invite Amsterdam. Spent two nights there. We stay in this little uh, bridge house. Uh, so when the, when the operators used to operate the bridge, they had to stay in there. We rented one of those out. And I had a blast. It was my first ne- first time traveling with Alyssa where she's truly on vacation. And I love Amsterdam. We both decided, like, hey, if we, we want to go back, like, I would live in Amsterdam. I love the biking. Uh, I just love the city. It was pretty. I love the canals. I love it's how accessible there. it is. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is amazing. I was shocked. I, I've been to Barcelona, but it was a long time ago. You mean I w- Amsterdam? No, I'm talking about Barcelona. Uh, I was shocked by your pictures from Barcelona. Barcelona looked amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I pictured it out. Um, but, yeah, Amsterdam's great. Um, did you did you uh, talk to people there? Because that's also a thing that Chad and I noticed in Amsterdam. Probably one of the nicest countries I've ever been to. Oh, yeah. They're mm-hmm. very nice. Um, not as much. Uh, I, I'm, this this is the end of the three trips. So I'm getting kind of tired. We're and Alyssa's there, too. It helps having your and- girlfriend there to sort of... Not yeah. helps, but that kind of you know stops you from maybe starting up yeah. as many conversations. I mean, we we made a few conversations. We did this the Adams Lookout swing, so we literally swung over like the ledge of this like I don't know, like maybe like forty story building, which I thought was amazing. I wanted to kind of just hang over it. So I rock climb. I like the little adrenaline stuff. You asked me that four or five years ago, I would have been deadly scared, pissing my pants. Yeah, That's one remember way. When we overcome the, your fears. Remember when we did the ropes course in college? Oh, oh god! That, we did a ropes course for our in summer school. We went to like this uh, for our business program. We went to like this little ropes course thing, and that was what Don's talking about. Don used to be legitimately terrified because I witnessed it. <laughs> and oh so, god! Nice. He, and we're he, talking like twenty feet in the air here, <laughs> and I couldn't like walk. <laughs> Props to Don for. Tr- trying it but he got stuck in a place that he refused to go any farther and the the, where he was at he had to wait for like essentially everyone to finish before he could go down so he's literally for a solid like 20 30 minutes just hugging this one pole just waiting for people to get out of his way (laughs) and now he's rock climbing and going 40 stories up swinging yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm doing a, I'm hiking North Dome in uh, in Yosemite, uh, which is a I think we're pushing. It's gonna be like a twenty some pitch, twenty five, twenty six pitch climb uh, to get to the top of it. But it's one of the more epic climbs I'm doing that in May. And so that's one thing. Hey, people, push yourself. Get be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like I'm scared of heights, and you know what? I pushed myself rock climbing. I got over it, and now I love it. Like I mean, you can like I can hike better. I can be out better. Like tops of buildings don't scare me anymore because you realize like how safe you can be. And so that's one of the things. 
get, get comfortable. But yeah, Amsterdam, people were friendly. Everyone was great. Uh, I liked the food there. Went to a great meat place, uh, Cafe de Close. Oh my God, the ribs there were so good. <laughs> Went to a pancakes place. I was, oh my, the food there is great. The people were great. Very nice. Um, we were just both kind of tired. So we were back in early most nights. The little boathouse, little uh, bridge house that we say it was right next to a bar. It's like lit. So like I, I snapped a picture and I was, I was drinking a beer. And by the way, they pour really small beers there. Really small. Mm, they have like mm-hmm. half beers. I didn't know how to ask for a full beer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Amsterdam. Amsterdam Indy was great. I think Amsterdam was my favorite city to go back to with Alyssa. I would love to spend more time in Barcelona, but she wasn't too much fan. I think I need to learn learn a little bit more Spanish to talk there. But also, Amsterdam. I just love. I love the language. I want to learn Dutch. <laughs> Dutch is crazy. How, how was how was Alyssa with the uh, with the uh, all of the social stuff that you all, all you're you're such a social butterfly how, how is so she with that like like with me meeting all the friends when i was out and about no like not i mean with like when she's, with her. when she's traveling to to do these places how was how her experience in comparison to yours uh i'm an extrovert she's an introvert so mm-hmm. um she's a little bit more reserved uh she hasn't actually done it a lot so she doesn't have much experience but it's, it's quite different she it's a little bit harder for her to make friends and grant there's a huge difference that like we don't that is hard doing now is like guys traveling versus girls traveling is a big difference like i can go right. walk the streets alone at night and not have any worry but right. that's something right. that pops into their head and so you're in another country you don't know the language it it restricts and that's really sad grant barcelona is one of the safer cities but some parts of it didn't make her feel safe so it, it was very different experiences but also she was at the end of a trip i see what the bell is that a bell's beer there jared yeah i found this it's it's like a official i've never heard of this before and i saw it is it I good like, try this out hmm. it's my first nice. sip it's pretty good um but yeah so different experiences but she ended up enjoying it uh she liked it she got to see madrid which was nice um but it was great Speaking of uh, drinking, I, uh, I I decided I'm going to take a month to detox because mm-hmm. when you travel, it's been a week so far, I'm still getting the sweats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like moist right now. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I believe so, that. I mean, we make friends. I make friends with Alyssa too. So it just varies. Like uh, Lauren and Charlotte, the Cliffs, we met together. It's just, I, I just, I'm social. It doesn't stop with her. Like she knows, like I'm with her. I love her. Like. I can go meet other men and women and she doesn't care if I meet people. Like she knows like I'm not going to be dumb. And that's one thing I love about the relationship is like, yeah, I met a lot of women, but I tell them I have a girlfriend. Like I'm not going to be dumb. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a mature man. Yeah. No fuck boys on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) So yeah, going back to it, uh, (laughs) final things of advice for this trip is I would say if you're looking to travel, I have a big motor so I can kind of take having one night in most places, but I'd say have a three night minimum. You're going to Europe, Mm -hmm. make sure you spend at least three nights in each place. I would say that's even like four days, three nights in a place is not even enough. Air on speed, extra time. You can always go back, uh, be out there, make friends. Pick a place that's in a social atmosphere, a hotel, so you can easily go back to your hotel back and forth. That's a key thing. Pick a popping place for your hotel because it's very easy to go back, go to the bathroom, those things. Be friendly, make friends, be open. Just look for social interactions. Try new things. Be spontaneous. Do the little things. And then if I had to, if, if I had to stack rank the trip, um, I would say... Well, it's, t- it, it, I mean, the time with you guys was the best. Like, of course. traveling with your friends, like, advice to people. If you know any friends that you know well and you're going to that country, block out time to go see them. 
You betcha. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, like traveling with friends and someone who knows the area is so much more fun than alone. Do that. Make time. Go for it. And, and so that's Chad is a great tour guide as well. I think we got yeah. extra lucky because Chad. <laughs> not only I'm trying my best, guys. Not only is it best. nice to have Chad there because he knows how to get around and stuff like that, but he also like tells us facts and like tells us stuff yeah. about what we're seeing. I was dropping all sorts of bombs mm -hmm. when you guys were visiting. Oh yeah, yeah. it was, was great. Um, but yeah, and then. Yeah, spend the nights. I don't know. Make sure to get enough sleep. Don't don't skimp on it because you don't want to waste another <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, we did not get enough sleep. Do we you, I felt like a zombie hard. after you guys. Oh my left. god, that was Dude. so much fun though. And I can't sleep on airplanes, but like on on the flight back, it was just this constant like my head just <laughs> bouncing because I can't sleep in those tight uh, quarters. But I was right. exhausted. Uh, and so my head was just bouncing for a solid, uh, but I did manage to watch uh, um, Star is Born and figure it all out. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. That was fun. Um, speaking of uh, things related to music, though, I think it's time we talk about our song of the pod. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just went to a concert the other day. Is this the person you went to go see? It is. So a little backstory, if you don't know. So I got back on Sunday. I was good enough. I went to a concert on... Um, on Wednesday, he's a local guy. His name is Quinn XCII. He's from Michigan State. Um, he is, but he a lives local in San Francisco artist. now. You mean? Uh, I don't actually know where he where he resides. Said local. I didn't know what local meant. Local to Michigan. His real name okay. is Michael, um, and he he's our age. He's twenty six. His birthday's coming up, um, and he's kind of been up and coming on the scene. His first album a while back was. Uh, I'm listening to the songs with the story of us. His new album out was uh, from Michigan with love. And so it's, it's relatable. And when I went and saw him, I was over the age demographic. <laughs> I, I, I was sitting next to a kid who I thought was in college and he was like a sophomore in high school. Like, <laughs> oh Jesus. I know I went alone, another bucket list item. So definitely go. Um, but the story that I, the, the song I want to bring up is, um, and this is one thing that's interesting for, and I, and I want to ask a question first. Um, when you guys listen to artists that you like, and you're listening to that, uh, that music on repeat, because I like listening through albums, and then going to see them live, does it ever change how you listen to the music? Of course. And in, in what, in, in what, in what aspects has it made you change? Does it make you actually look at the song differently because they explain why they wrote it? Or like, what, what's, your, what's your interaction? What do you guys take away from seeing somebody live versus just listening to it? You want me to tackle this first, Jared? Yeah, you're the one that said, of course. I didn't say anything. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, for me, at least, it, it just gives me a different appreciation for it, especially, I mean, most of the live music I go see are bands. Yep. Right, so they're playing instruments, they're singing, um, and it just gives me a whole different appreciation for it. And as a guitar player, as I'm sure both of you would imagine, like my eyes are usually glued on what they're doing on the guitar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that gives me a different appreciation for it, maybe a, a slightly deeper knowledge of what they're doing sonically. But I think the other thing is too that I, you, you get you get that association, especially like one band that I I saw live a long time ago um, was Kings of Leon. And that was oh. one of the best live shows I've ever seen. And it gave me a whole new appreciation for their music in general just because they played so well live. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you start building those associations of, you know, being at the concert and how, how the atmosphere was, how everyone was singing along. And, you know, it gives you those memories to kind of associate with every time you listen to that song, you know, 
you know, from, from that point on. Uh, so I guess that's usually how, cha- how it changes with me. I'm not a fan really when artists explain songs to a certain extent, because I don't think that's why you write them. Like, I think if they give you a vague explanation, okay, cool. But like, I, don't I was here hear... when I wrote this or something like that. Right. I don't want to hear like, yeah, this was for my ex-girlfriend, Stephanie, who <laughs> cheated on me with my friend Bobby. And, you know, I, I don't need to know that. Just tell me this is a song about, about heartbreak or this is a song about feeling betrayed. Because I think when you when you give those really, really like intense details, it makes it well, depending on how they do it, I guess it makes it either less relatable or more relatable, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm a big John Mayer fan, and he says that whenever you know, if you're a true songwriter, you should never reveal who you wrote the song for, right? Like he wrote a song years ago called Paper Doll, and a lot of people assumed it was about Taylor Swift, and mm-hmm. he said that well, that's you know, it, first of all, he wouldn't say who it's, who he wrote it about, but. Um, you know, the fact that people associate that song with a different person kind of ruins the song, devalues yeah. it in a way, from, right? So that's just my two cents, though. From what I've noticed, too, a lot of artists want people to interpret it however they want. They don't want to They yeah. don't want to give meaning. Like, it, it gives, it, it, they want people to give their own meaning to the song. And mm-hmm. it kind of takes it away if you're, if you're forcing a, a meaning onto them. And, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. Chad said it perfectly. Uh, because I, I, at first I was going to say no. But I think that what it does do, it, it does it, maybe like I, I guess I haven't really been to many bad concerts, but it definitely like I can think of certain songs that'll I'll, that'll come on like this foreign exchange. I love a band called Foreign Exchange, and like when I hear the beginning of a certain song, it does remind me of the concert. Like it was the first song that they started with, and just like you know, as soon as they walk out and everyone starts freaking out because they hear that beat and they know that they're about to come out, and so like I do love thinking about that and remembering. Oh yeah, I remember going to that concert with my cousin Chris or whatever. So that stuff I like, but yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, I do I think I just appreciate if it's a good uh, performance, just to see that they can actually you know it's not like the studio it's not studio magic making this music. It's like oh no, these people right. are actually amazing musicians. So it 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 is reassuring in that way sometimes. Hmm. Absolutely, and just to mention as well, the song of the pod uh, by Quinn XCII. I wonder. I wonder if it's Quincy. Or is it... Is that how you'd say that? Quinn... What is that? Quinn 92? Because he was born yeah, in 92. Quinn 92. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Ah, Quinn yeah, 92. Yeah. Ah, duh. Yeah, that's, duh. that's it. That makes more uh, sense. I know my Roman The song is actually called Life, uh, Life, Must, <laughs> Life Go Must Go On, on. by Quinn yep. 92. Um, and what, what made you pick this song, Don? It's a fantastic so, song. And so I guess... Uh, it, it has been one of my favorites on the new album, so I'm, I, I, I gotta give you my background musical taste and why this one popped out to me, especially before and after the concert. So it has a great, I don't know, great chorus. I like, the, it's very upbeat, it's uplifting. Um, but one thing I do a very bad job of is a lot of the albums I really like and artists I like are because I can listen to them while I work. And so while I work kind of mm-hmm. puts in the background in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that's kind of good that you find what you can listen to, and Quinn's one of those artists, but sometimes I don't listen, listen to the lyrics. Like I know all the words, but sometimes when I see someone in live, I kind of like, I listen, I interpret it differently Mm because it gets all my attention. And so this was one of the songs that once he started to play it, I'm like, wow, I relate to this. Like it is all about like battling with anxiety and depression that life goes on. 
Like you've got to keep being part of the show. <laughs> you've got to go on. Like you, you need to keep moving forward. Like these things happen. Um, it's like one of the lines is uh, in my mind in the in the chemistry that combines sits a melody that's singing. You're not fine, but you can. But they can't hear me out, so I'm in rapid conversation to know if this is any normal sensation, to know if this is, uh, uh, I said that again, the internet's, uh, I'm saying tentatious, and they can't, they can't hear me shout. So that's one thing that like I relate to, that specific verse that I butchered, because, well, I battle with depression and anxiety. It's a, like, if you don't know, like, for most people, they think, like, oh, it's something that you can just solve. Well, no, it, it sometimes is a chemical imbalance in your brain. Like, Why don't you just uh, think happy thoughts, Don? Get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and this Why song is. I think of that. Yeah. And, and that one verse says, okay, well, the chemistry in your mind sits like, okay. Um, so I'm in rapid conversation in my head. Well, that happens all the time. I, no one can hear me shine my head. And this, those lines and how we build it up goes like, whoa, like, this is what I've been, he goes, this is what I've been battling with. This is why I wrote this song. And if you just read some of the lyrics, like the start of the song, I'm in shambles since I blew my 16 candle. It's a little, it's the little things I can't handle. And we're still in July. Call me or reach me. Cause I need samples, a new page with no more scandals, some loose change with no more vandals. Uh, can I get you up out of my mind? It's just like, those are the basic things that people haven't directly battled anxiety, or depression. Like that's, that's how things feel. Like my life, what, almost two years ago, literally went to shambles. Like, I, I mean, Jared, I think you knew. I don't know, Chad. Like I had a really bad experience at a job. I stopped eating. I stopped sleeping. I had anxiety for the first time. And oh, wow. that I actually yeah, I didn't knew know it. that. Yeah, it was it was really hard for me. Like I dropped 25 pounds in like two weeks. You look I had great. a knee wow. surgery and I got really skinny <laughs> and my mom had to come out and Luckily, my mom works in mental health, and she helped me get through it, and it's been a process. Um, it took me a year and a half to get back on my feet, and now I'm about two-ish years away. I stuck to a regimen. I see a therapist. I talk um, talk to my psychiatrist. I'm on meds, and, and I'm making the best of it, and you wouldn't be able to tell, but it's songs like this that, like, wow, like somebody else who I respect goes through it, and if you read the lyrics, like – um, even when you know it's all wrong, whether you're high, whether you're low, just keep on, be a part of the show. I said, life must go on. Like life goes on. Like for everyone out there battling something, it's okay. Like it's normal to have these thoughts. Like we're in an era that mental health, depression, anxiety is just more prevalent. And that's why I like Quinn. Cause he battles with it. He talks about it. That's what a lot of his songs are about. And I'm one that's trying to be vocal. Like in my work, I I'm very vocal saying, I tell people I work like, this is what I battle with. Like I have bad days. Like, there's times where I get really anxious. Like, I don't know if you guys knew, but me, again, on the flight, flying to Prague, I had some of my worst anxiety. So I'm like, how am I going to get from the airport to you guys? It's very simple, right? You get a taxi. Right. But I was like, I was having anxiety. Like, how do I get there? I was like, kind of, I was kind of like shaking. I'm like, then mm -hmm. I just listen to things. I breathe, slow down. I'm like, get a taxi. You'll get there. It'll be fine. And so those are like the little things. There's little things. So if, if anyone out there listening, and I'll do my little plug right now. If you're having anything, you can always reach out to any of us on Instagram. You're having a shitty day, any social media, just reach out. There's people here for you. Don't feel alone. Social media, I think, has also made of this a lot worse. But there are good people in the world, and we will listen. And I think that's something that's really important to talk about because at one point I felt like no one was there. But there are people there. People have been there. Reach out. We can support. So, and that's why – huh? Oh, sorry. I, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, and I mean, that's one reason why I like Quinn. He puts it in perspective and makes it 
makes it positive. Like it goes on. Like, and that's what he talked about. Like the artists I've been going to, I saw J. Cole a while back and Quinn did a similar thing. And J. Cole said, like, I don't care what's going on in your life. Like, I know some people are high, some people are low. Like, you're all come for all your mirrors. We're here tonight and we're gonna have fun. I want you to vibe out and enjoy it. Like we're one family. Try to leave that stuff behind. And that's what I did. And I had a great time. I was stressed out this past week coming back, but you know, good things happen. And he just has a positive message. And that's why I like listening to him. He's uplifting mm-hmm. and has songs that are relatable. His, Absolutely. His song so, called Straight Jacket was very relatable. Social I media has made it worse, but I also think it's made it better to help people yeah. realize that they're not alone. Because yep. I, I think it's, it's easy for people to think that they're the only one feeling that or like no one else will get it. But I think social media has made pe- a lot of people realize that you're, that what you're feeling is not as unique as you might think. And it's like people... There are people out there that get it and, and, and can yeah. talk to you. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and, so that's and, right. And as Don said, feel free to reach out to us, Untranslatable Podcast on Instagram, Untranslatable One on Twitter, or shoot us an email, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to share what's been going on. And uh, we are not therapists, but we are here for you. And uh, Not licensed, I at can, least. That's yeah. true. That is true. <laughs> exactly. You are but my yeah. therapist sometimes. You know, we do talk for a long time. We do. That's we what's do. great about having good friends. Yeah. And I, I can't agree with you more, Don, that this song is it's an amazing song. It's very uplifting. And uh and uh the music video itself uh talks he, he mentions how he didn't realize how much he would learn from others and how much his music has touched everyone. And uh I think that's I think that's why we love music. You know, it brings people together. It 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 helps us with a lot of these difficult feelings, uh, you know, anxiety, yep. depression, whatever people are going through, and so yeah. So uh, big big ups to uh, Quinn ninety two, uh, proud fellow Spartan, and uh, keep doing keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing a great job. Not that proud Just right keep... now, are you though? I know that was Still a rough proud. game. <laughs> Still proud. Hey hey, no, hold on hold so on. Proud. Let's clarify. Me being a Michigan fan, out of anybody, I was pulling for state last for night. For sure for but, sure. But like, look at. I mean, that was a tough loss. Texas Tech is good. Yeah, I mean, I mean I know they held is... Michigan to 16 points in the first half. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how good their defense is. They're they're they and honestly, man, I hope they I hope they get the title. They yeah. deserve it. Yep, they deserve we'll it. They watching. were beasts. But anyways, now it's time for our check where the pod. And I have to admit, this one is a doozy. And uh, I wanted to pick this one because I thought this really, uh, really just kind of encapsulates Don's trip. Uh, Jared can see it on the Trello. Sadly, I'm trying I don't know to, if Don's looking. I'm trying to like sound it out of my head, and once you get to the end, it's just like. <laughs> yep. So here we go. I'm going to try to say it. Dobro drushtvi. Oh, that was which, good. That wasn't too bad. Um, any any guesses, guys, on what dobro drushtvi means? Well, I'll tell you this. Dobro means good, and I'm going to imagine that drushti is a male word because dobro is the male. Because Dobri would be... This, so, so, so this is all one word, Jared. So I don't think it's Dobri. I think this means something different. See, I was thinking because Dobro not is good, ni- good night. But that's two words. Uh, it's two words. This is all one word. Okay. Okay. Dobro drusvi. Is it more like a bon voyage kind of thing? Mm. Not, not quite. I'm going to give it to all you because right. I don't think either really of you will be able to figure out. I have no clue. Dobro meaning good. It, it is uh, uh, the Czech word dobro uh, means adventure. Ah, mm. yeah, Don definitely had an adventure. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and I don't have oh, a water yeah. bottle with me, but um, this uh, 
I don't know if you guys can see it. So I went to this one store in Barcelona because this is why I bring it up. Uh, it's called Growold, G-R-O-W-O-L-D. And their slogan is Worth the Wander. And um, Oh, nice. I like that. I really like it. I went to the store and they really, I mean, that 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 embodies what I try to do. Worth the Wander, man. Wander mm-hmm. around and you go through it and that's what it is. That's nice. the other thing I, mean, I like about traveling with both of you guys is we're both all three of us are huge walkers and we're we're all very yes. willing to to fully explore and just as we almost did the maps off challenge and uh yeah right. I, I love that yeah i mean and that's the other travel thing walk you mm-hmm. you see so much more you'll stumble upon mm-hmm. buildings like things you didn't plan to see just by walking yeah. like i'll i'll throw some pictures on the gram excuse me of uh of amsterdam oh my god i got some just beautiful shots we walked it's, everywhere yeah Amsterdam yeah, is that's very awesome. walkable too. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, guys. Well, it's time for a couple of cheesy jokes. So I got a couple of them for you. And as Jared's mentioned, this is a family podcast, so these are some uh, family-friendly jokes. So here we go. <laughs> this has been an especially family-friendly episode. That's right. <laughs> what do you call a window that wraps? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you call? It? I have no clue. Two pa- two pains. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't get that, it's because of two chains. Two chains. Two pains. Okay. Two, two chains. chains. Okay. Two pains. So, guys, what kind of jokes do you make in the shower? Mm, I don't know. What is it? I don't know. Clean either. jokes. That's a real Jaius right there. That is a Jaius. All right. And my last one, I'm sure Don saw some hipsters while he was traveling. Oh, yeah. How do you drown a hipster? <laughs> Tie uh, <laughs> rocks to their feet and throw them in a river. That comes dark real quick, Jared. <laughs> that's not, a joke. not really a joke, one. is it? <laughs> no. So how do you drown a hipster in the mainstream? Ooh. Oh, my God, that was clever. We saw uh, a right. lot of hipsters in hipster. Berlin. I mean, oh, we were Ber- in Hipster Central. It, I was just going to say, Berlin is definitely Hipster Central. Well, I think uh, after listening to Don, I think I actually have two quotes That's for funny. today's episode. Because I wrote down okay. two specific things that Don said as well. Oh, we'll see if we got them. So the first one is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spread a love. Right and this one, I just love the way this rolls off the tongue. Um, oh, shoot. What was it now? Talk shit, get hit. No, that, I mean, that's a good one, too. <laughs> get hiked, you get no, hurt. The, no, the, the one with wandering. Oh, worth the wander. Worth the wander. Uh-huh. I love the alliteration, worth the wander. So everybody out there, I think it's safe to say, uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable and uh, go to places that are definitely worth the, the wander. wander. Yeah. I had I had be comfortable in, uh, in uncomfortable situations, as you said. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. And one other one I liked that you said was learn to learn. Oh, it's yeah. like teach yourself to to learn how to adapt to these new situations. And 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 yeah, I thought that was great too. Oh, yeah. definitely, without yeah, a doubt. Well done. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, man, come up with your own core. Those are the two things I live by. Learn to learn and be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like those are the two base things I go by. And so find out what pushes you, and build that in. Because then you mm-hmm. have a lot of fun because it relates to everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Chad, by the you. way, your beard's looking real good. It does look good. Oh, th- thanks, man. It's just been laziness. Haven't done anything with it. Um, for all of our people out there watching YouTube, you can check it out. If not, <laughs> you can just imagine what my beard or looks on Instagram. like. 
or follow you that's on also, IG. That's not true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. Well, Don, we really appreciate having you on this episode. And I've got to say, man, this has been a very educational uh, episode for me personally. Um, you betcha. I think you just reiterated a lot of the things that, that I, I never really said, but I definitely had going on in my mind <laughs> while traveling. But, you know, sometimes it's good to have somebody else say it and it really reinforces it. So I really appreciate it. I saw Jared writing down some notes. I think some of them might have been show notes, but I think some of them might have been some life notes. <laughs> so uh, it was really good. We really appreciate it. And uh, we hope all of our listeners out there enjoyed it as well. Um, definitely check out some of those travel places. Check out our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Slide into Jared's DMs on Twitter, Spread Untranslatable One. Uh, and don't forget, send us an email, whether you're high, whether you're low, whether you have some untranslatables, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And we thank all of you so much for your support. We cannot believe we're at, I think, 11 or 12 countries around the world now. So we're very humbled and honored to have you as our listeners. We really appreciate it. You betcha. And uh, we hope all of you have a wonderful time with this podcast and with everything in general. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyeme. <laughs> <laughs>